0: Alex Hyman Hill on the Tuesday morning show on Logan City's 101 and I am joined on the phone by Katie Evans who is the CEO of the dry July campaign good morning Katie Good morning, Alex. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, off the back of COVID and lockdowns and a really stressful few years, we know that more people are drinking more than they should. So Dry July, an excellent opportunity to take a much-needed break from, from booze. So what are the main kind of health benefits of taking this month off?
1: Yeah, as you said, lots of great health benefits for the participants that are giving up alcohol, but also the win-win of raising money for people affected by cancer. So our participants tell us that they they sleep better, they have more productivity and more energy. And one of the biggest benefits they feel is that sense of achievement of, um, you know, getting through the challenge and, and giving up alcohol, but also the... The achievement from raising funds for such a good cause and knowing that the money is going to help people affected
0: by cancer. Oh, Absolutely. It is a challenge giving up giving up the alcohol, but like you say, you, you feel better, you sleep better, you do better at work, your skin is glowing. But other than those health benefits, obviously, we are talking about raising money during Dry July for some amazing charities. It is an excellent way to keep motivated, though, to think about the money that you're raising. So who are we raising money for and what does it mean to those charities involved?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, that motivation to stay on track with your Dry July because you're raising funds for really practical and tangible services for people affected by cancer. So we support things such as transport to treatment for local and regional cancer patients. We fund things such as the specialist cancer care nurses like McGraw Breast Care Nurses. Uh, wellness programs for people going through cancer. So things like art and exercise and music therapy that they can do alongside their treatment to help with their, um, you know, their mental health and their mind. And even things in, um, cancer centers and waiting rooms like comfort items like more comfortable chairs and murals just to brighten up that whole experience and make people a little bit more comfortable during what's an already really difficult time.
0: Mm, Absolutely. Now we all want to help out and make sure that we can make those awful times just that little bit easier for the people who it's affecting and we know that it's affecting more and more people every day. Now listen, I've given up alcohol completely and I did this about 18 months ago and I talk about this endlessly on the show so the difference (laughs) that it has made to me and my life and my health especially are huge. But one of the things that really helped me out were the non-alcoholic drinks. Now there are a lot out there, Uh, it worked for me but is it a good thing to kind of replace alcohol with non-alcoholic drinks to, to get through Dry July? Do you, do you hear that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest part of Dry July is the social challenge and going out with, you know, friends and and having a drink in hand and and that kind of feeling of inclusivity. So, um, you know, there's fantastic non-alcoholic options out there. This year we're working with a brand called Liars who um, do everything from, you know, Negronis and gin and tonics and old fashions and margaritas, all non-alcoholic variations and they taste delicious and you can go out with a drink in hand knowing that you're... Staying true to your Dry July and, you know, if your friend offers to buy you a drink, well, then they can make a donation instead or, you know, they can buy a non-alcoholic drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. There are so many non-alcoholic drinks and, it, and all the bars do it now. They all do a, a good mocktail and the Liars ones are amazing. I made an espresso martini with the Liars um, last night and it, it tastes the same. So you, you're getting the same flavor and the same taste in your mouth, but you're not getting drunk, which is a very good thing. Now, Dry July has been going for 15 years. One of the What are the things that have changed? in the the 15 years I mean I guess that option kind of the the, the difference in having those non-alcoholic drinks compared to five years ago when they weren't really around must be a huge change but what else has changed?
1: Yeah absolutely 15 years is an incredible milestone for us to hit this year since the first dry July campaign in 2008 and it just started as a challenge between mates and they wanted to raise enough money to buy a TV for the waiting room of their local cancer center and um, it got on on um, ABC with Adam Spencer on that first year and he just, you know, spread the word to his listeners and they ended up raising $250,000 that first year, supporting one organisation. And since then, we've gone on to support more than 80 cancer organisations across Australia. So it's grown and grown every year and we've been able to support more organisations and more people affected by cancer. And like you said, the the options of non-alcoholic drinks, even when I started at the Dry July Foundation uh, about nearly 10 years ago, and it was either a water or a soft drink were your options for a
0: non-alcoholic drink. <laughs> yeah, no one wants um, to drink Sprite all night, do they? It makes you feel awful. No,
1: that's... <laughs> you don't want the, um, you know, the, the sugar to replace the alcohol. So, um, you know, just just having those delicious options that, you know, you can enjoy. And, um, you know, we used to tell people the hack was to put their water in a wine glass, but now you can actually get you know non-alcoholic wines and beers and things like that they don't have to to
0: fake it it's true i forget about the beers the real thing yeah that's the (laughs) biggest thing isn't it having those beers available and you still look like and you still taste like you're, you're having a beer but it's not it's not doing all the damage now listen that is awesome how can people get involved if they've been inspired by this they've got no excuse really there's no excuse not to do this but how can they get involved
1: yeah, absolutely. We've got our website, dryjuly.com. You sign up there and you create a profile page and then you have your own dedicated page that you can share your link with friends and family and they can sponsor you for for your Dry July and Dry July is three weeks away. So you've got time to sign up and, and gather a few donations before 1st of July to kickstart your month 1st of July and, and give up alcohol.
0: Amazing. And if you like me and you don't drink anyway, I can just bung, bung a donation across anyway, can't I?
1: Absolutely. You can donate at dryjuly.com or if you know someone that's doing it, you know, jump on their profile and make a donation. As I said, all the money goes to a really great cause knowing that those funds are going on the ground, helping people here and now affected by cancer.
0: That's fabulous, Katie. You do amazing work. Katie Evans, the CEO of the Dry July campaign. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I'm joined on the line now by Susie Howard from the Leukaemia Foundation. Good morning, Susie. Welcome. Welcome.
2: Good
0: morning, Alex. Hi. Right. Well, we've been hearing on the news this morning that Lifeblood have been saying that only 3.5 percent of Australians are currently donating blood. That is an unbelievably no, low number. That I had literally no idea it was that low. Why is that number so so low for, for now? Is it always been low, or is, is this a, is this a new occurrence?
2: I think it's always been low, actually, Alex. And I think it's it's still a uh, misunderstood. um, gift that people can give actually and what's important is that over the next couple of days we're really working with Lifeblood at the Leukaemia Foundation to help promote the importance of donations and it's critical that we uh, work together to make sure more Australians roll up their sleeve and give blood.
0: Yeah so you are from the Leukaemia Foundation so obviously this is related to people who are suffering from blood cancers and there's a rising number of people being diagnosed with that. What does a donation of blood mean to those people?
2: Yeah so one third of donations actually go to um, patients who have a blood who have a blood cancer or a cancer and so what's critical for those that have a blood cancer and we we obviously work with at the Leukemia Foundation we work with all people impacted by blood cancer it means that they will have access to critical uh, red blood cells which help in their treatment and during one month our patient will need um, about 36 units or which is just over a litre of blood and that can come from up to four
0: different donors so, what are people doing when they can't get hold of blood? What what happens to people? I, I I don't know if you know the answer to this, but there's obviously a shortage of blood. What do people do? And they obviously need this treatment. People who are suffering from leukemia and other types of blood cancers, they need those blood that, that two litres of blood every month for the for the red blood cells.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, there are incredible people that do roll up their um, sleeves regularly. So um, there are there are a supply for for critical cancer patients. But um, but I but I guess some patients may make their treatment delayed if if there isn't the critical supply available, and so um, our urgent message is for for patient or people sorry um, regular healthy everyday Australians have a gift that they can give and that that's blood, and um, tomorrow is World Blood Donor Day and we would love more Australians to to be able to get behind that and and give that gift. Um, I'm doing it tomorrow, so i'm oh,
0: um, I'm, I'm gonna roll up my sleeve. <laughs> oh good okay so you got to tell me how do you go about donating blood because I have never donated blood here I am slightly ashamed to say but it's also because I lived in the UK for a long time and I don't think until recently I was allowed to and I donated blood in the UK all the time but because there was that instance of mad cows disease when I think the donations here was stopped now that's been lifted as far as I know so how do I go about kind of registering and going and donating blood especially if I go and do it tomorrow what would I do?
2: Sure. So um, you absolutely can now donate, which is which is really important. And I must admit, I haven't done it for um, since my children were born. So mm. I'm twelve years down down um, from my last donation, which um, has prompted me to, to roll up my sleeve for tomorrow. But all you have to do is go to uh, Lifeblood, sorry, lifeblood.com.au sorry, or call their um, their their um, phone line, which is thirteen. Fourteen ninety-five, and register, and they will find a um, a bed for you, and you can roll up a sleeve and and give on that day. So it um, might be a busy day tomorrow, but any any day of the um, of the year is really important for donating blood.
0: I always remember in the UK we used to get biscuits and uh, a cup of tea afterwards. Is that a very English thing? I know you haven't done it for a few years. Do you know what? We're probably going to have to report back after we go and do it if we still get... I
2: st- I would love to report back, but I do understand the cup of tea is still provided, and yeah. I think there might even be Tim Tams. So oh. let me... um <laughs> Maybe next time when I'm talking to you, Alex, I can let you know how um how good the after, after <laughs> donation treats is. Please do, because, yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, if it's a Tim Tam, that's much better than one of those dry English biscuits. They don't care A Tim Tam is a proper biscuit, so I am going to get on um, Lifeblood. Is it .org? It's dot au, and that number was thirteen fourteen ninety five. 95. We are both going to go donate blood tomorrow, so please do that as well because people suffering from blood cancers, people needing treatment, people needing blood transfusions, people in awful accidents, they all need this blood, and every single one of us who is healthy can do that. And like you say, and it's a lovely way of saying it, it is one of those gifts that we can give without even having to really think about it. That's exactly right,
2: Alex. It's um, really important and I really do thank you for um, helping to raise awareness
0: as well. No, absolutely. The least I can do before I go and give my blood and and get the tip (laughs) out. Susie Howard (laughs) from the Leukaemia (laughs) Foundation, thank you so much for joining us today and for helping to raise awareness of that and encouraging people to go out and donate blood on that World Blood Donation Day. Thanks again, Susie. Thanks, Alex. See you later. Bye. Bye. Simon Holt from My City, Logan, on the line. Good morning, Simon.
3: Good morning. I'm still, I'm still moving around to that tune you had on. That's I know. Not
0: I didn't want to cut it short. We want to play a lot of Adele, but I wanted to get to you and try and fit <laughs> you in and make sure I talk to you this morning, too. We'll play some more Adele later. But, yeah, that's a great one. That's the, oh, my God, Adele. I love it. Right. That's looking at your paper. Get you moving. Get moving, get moving. Right. Logan is now Queensland's... No, not you get moving. Oh, me? You moving. Oh, I'm always moving. I'm <laughs> no, always no. bopping <laughs> around in here. I've had too much black coffee this morning. I'm, <laughs> I'm always <laughs> jumping around. Oh, no. Uh, I'm popping a, a, okay. my eyes over your, um, your paper this morning, and I saw the online version that came out last night as well. It said, Logan is now Queensland's default capital. What is being done about it, and what can we do about
3: it? What does this mean? That's heavy, isn't it? I Ooh. mean, that's uh, that's it's not a crown that we really want. Um, it, what it's, it's the statistics that have come out in the last week have shown that Logan tops the list of the number of defaulters. So the people who have home loans who are defaulting on those home loans, we're talking about some pretty wild numbers: eight uh, hundred odd properties within the Logan area. People are thirty days or more behind on their payments. Obviously, the next step there is that they end up defaulting on those payments, and the bank comes in and repossesses a property. That doesn't happen very often. We're still mm. a way away from that. What banks prefer to do is they prefer to work with homeowners up to a certain point, and then uh, and then they find that the it, well, what is what the banks would regard as a lost cause, and then they then they repossess the property, which is not great. So um,
0: it's tough times out there, hope. though. But why is it affecting Logan so badly?
3: Well, I I guess the sheer number of new properties and developments, home loans that would have been handed out in the last probably, the critical period is the last three to five years, Alex, because Mm. what people did was they locked in their home loans, they locked in a fixed rate probably five years ago. Those are starting to release. So people are now falling into that, um, into the normal what is mm, it, the, the normal rates mm. interest rates of about six yes. percent? Um, and then when you, when you've locked your home loan in for four years at two percent, that extra four percent makes a big difference on a five hundred thousand dollar home loan. Really Let does. me do the math in my head. That's an extra twenty thousand dollars a year. That's, that's big bickies. Yeah. We're talking four hundred dollars a week. So, um, so that's why, and I think because Logan is just a high development area. We have a lot of new developments. We have a lot of growth areas. We have a lot of new people moving into the area. So, um, just by pure mass of what's happening in the area, we're obviously going to be on that list somewhere because because of the numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, but uh, but the problem is that, as I say, those people have come in thinking that. Um, you know, the Reserve Bank told us the interest rates weren't going to go up until 2024 and 12 interest rate hikes later, we're still not into 2024 and people have to wear this cost. So yeah, well, uh, we're it's hoping hurting. it's the
0: last one, hoping that we don't see any more rises and people yeah. can kind of try and get their budgets under control and hold on to those houses. Now, we're moving on to a Logan reality TV star. We've talked about a few in the last couple of weeks. How is Annika Chand doing?
3: Well, she was on the summit, and I didn't, I, didn't, I, I, I must confess, I didn't watch the summit. <laughs> but, uh, I haven't watched
0: it either, um, so neither of us have done our research. Uh, from all
3: reports, <laughs> from all reports, it was quite, uh, it, it, it was a contest, and as contests go, contests have a little bit of emotion involved, so I believe that, um, I did see uh, a little skit with Anna, <laughs> and she was she was very passionate about Logan. Oh, and good. she mentioned Logan on the show. She would. She she said that she often, people would make fun of her from coming from Logan, but she stood up for Logan and she said it was a great place to be and live, which we all know it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. You can go and watch that now. The summit it was on Channel Nine. It still is on Channel Nine. But Annika's episodes, I imagine, will be on the app, and you can watch them back. Now I'm absolutely. still getting used so to this. A lot of fun. I oh, believe. good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we've got um the king's birthday honors list now i am still getting used to saying kings over queens but the king's birthday honors list who's got one of these
3: oh that's right the king's birthday holiday right I mean, oh, it's um, all a all a bit confusing it really um is. but it but it is it is what we're, we have now and uh yes we had logan a jimboomba vet mm. Um, was named in the King's Birthday Honours list. This is Dr. Philip Moses, and uh, he has <laughs> done some pretty groundbreaking research. I believe into ways that they um, work on koalas, kangaroos, oh. and a particular type of dog. And I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the type of dog. But what is his little French bulldogs? Those sorts of things oh, with geez. the little with the with the Smushed up mouth, a smushed up face. Those, <laughs> yes, <the poor> <laughs> those, those, those types of dogs. He's done some work on how to, how to, um, I guess, uh, create a better quality of life for those types of dogs. So yeah. that's his passion, and the work that he's done over thirty odd years, and uh, uh, he's only re- recently retired. He's still an adjunct professor at UQ. Um, but yeah, Dr. Moses has uh, has really put his life into the welfare of animals, in particular our native wildlife. So he's he's on that list, and uh, and and if you read through his bio, well deserved.
0: Yes, well done, Dr. Moses. That's awesome. And there's such a gorgeous oh, picture yeah. of him with a koala there. Oh my god, I yeah, love him so much. And last <laughs> but not least, the robots are coming to take our jobs. What is happening? I've used AI this morning. I used the chat GPT to um, find out the answer to the question of why there are so many love songs.
3: Um, you found, is that what you asked it? You asked yep. My daughter GPT. asked me,
0: she said, why are there so many songs about love? And she kind of rolled her eyes and made a bit of a vomit noise because she's 12. And what, did the, and what
3: did the computer tell you? It
0: gave me a long list of reasons. It gave me like five really detailed reasons it was market, demand, relatability, um, a, a a unifying thing that love brings us all together, it, it described it
3: a lot better than I could. <laughs> so I just read that out. Well,
0: so that, so AI can well, practically do my job already.
3: Wayne has a bit of a crack at me in this article. <laughs> and he, he says that because, because I'm fascinated with AI and I, 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 I grant you that there will be a role for AI in journalism. It won't be plagiarism, but there will be a role in terms of research. And I think you've probably outlined that there in what you've just said is that there is a place for ai and what it can do to help us in our jobs our roles our knowledge everything um so i've been uh, and, and he's right he says in his article i've been banging on about it and i had been banging on about it so he went away and he, he's never used it so he used it and he said write me a poem about the famous winey wayne <laughs> it did <laughs> <laughs> and the poem is published and it actually is quite literate and 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 quite entertaining what I say. It's it's humorous, it's got life, it's got um empathy, it's got all those ingredients that we look for in in, in something that might resonate with a, a readership and uh uh, and Wayne was, I think, a little bit disturbed by all that because <laughs> he says, I'm just going to drop my pen and walk away. And yeah.
0: I'm done. you don't need me anymore no i'm I'm hundred percent with you on this one. I'm into it. I do a show on SBS and I have to do a lot of research into some very serious news topics, and AI helps me no end. And I did actually use it as well to talk to a professor of AI about AI and I said I've I, I've done the research using AI <laughs> have I just proven that I'm oh, out of a job and he said no you've just proven that you know how to use it and you're just doing it and everyone else is going to be doing it and we're all going to be using it in some way shape or form in the future I mean some of us are already using it and we don't even know I don't I think isn't that how it I all works? I think that's pretty much right too
3: yeah. where you, you, you talk to you talk to bots um, all, all, all the time mm-hmm. uh, if, if in the bottom of your right hand bottom of your screen it says do you want to chat with us now You're not talking to a person. You're talking to a bot, right? So uh, these things are here to help and assist us in our duties not to take over. Absolutely.
0: We'll embrace the future. (laughs) We were scared about the year 2000 not so long ago and all the computers jumping up. Everything was going to break. (laughs) It was, wasn't it? Everything was was just going to stop. (laughs) <laughs> oh, we worry ourselves silly about nothing. Simon, thank you so much this morning. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I will talk to you again. Oh, I'm off for a couple of weeks, so I will talk to you very soon. But happy child holidays to you. I hope that you're going to... Enjoy
3: your break with your children. That mm. will be wonderful.
0: Will it? Will it? <laughs> I'm going to need chat GPT to look after them.
3: <laughs> It'll tell you where you can go. It will. <laughs>